When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Katie here. And Jason. So Chrissy Teigen opened up about something that I think is just fascinating. She said that although she told the public she had a miscarriage two years ago, it was actually an abortion. And it is really interesting the way she's processed this and now explained it. But what she seems to be saying is that, you know, she had said before it was simply a miscarriage and not so, I mean, tragically a miscarriage. Yeah. And, you know, everybody accepts it at face value. And it seems like that's the way she kind of processed it back then. But she said it was actually an abortion. And her logic, I think, does kind of align with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. She said that. You know the baby. It seems like the baby was about. It was about twenty weeks. Right. She was about twenty she said weeks pregnant. Baby, right. And and that, um, she said that the doctors made it clear this baby would not survive birth, and that Chrissy could well die. Right. So this was a case of basically preserving the life of the mother, knowing that the child would never survive, mm. and that was what she was faced with. So it sounds like. And and I, this is a little bit of a leap, but it sounds like what she's saying is the doctors induced birth knowing that the baby wouldn't survive, but it was necessary to save the life of Chrissy. Right. Does that seem right? It, it does, right. And so, so instead of going through an abortive procedure where they typically... Um, terminate in vitro. Terminate in vitro. They instead brought the child out who was still living but didn't have a chance for survival outside the womb. Well, you know, wasn't going to have a, a, a life if, if brought to term. So but that's, they, it, they brought it to term. That, and that's the distinction that she's drawing. It's not a very big one, right? I, 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 for, for her personally and, and the invasiveness in her body, it's a huge decision. But in terms of sort of the morality, the legality, it doesn't seem to be a very material distinction between this child was not going to live. Well, I think her... And well, she had partial placenta abruption, right? So that's when the placenta detaches from the womb, so it deprives the baby of oxygen. So we actually and don't, is dangerous and is dangerous, yes. causes really heavy bleeding in the mother. So we actually, she obviously didn't elaborate on this. We don't know what state the baby was in, right? We don't know. Well, if, we do know that she said that the baby would not survive. Would the not survive. Were, the doctors right, were clear saying, on that. Right. Had absolutely no chance. Yeah, right. right, that's the word she used. Right. And so I guess what she seems to be saying is, she said once Roe versus Wade got overturned, she said that it became clear to her. I guess she started thinking about it. And then she said she regretted not just saying it back then, although it seems like she was saying she didn't quite understand that this was an abortion. I'm not sure what it is, but what I think the point of this is, is that if you look at what's going on with doctors around the country now, uh, especially where states are restricting abortion, um, 
severely restricting it. A lot of doctors are saying, we don't know what to do. The law is not clear. They've criminalized things. Yeah. We don't know whether we can do it, can't do it. So Katie and, and I were just talking about So it this. seems like that's what right. is, her, her point right. is, that's how important this was. In my case, would a doctor have done that under a restrictive law? Right. Well, at 20 weeks, right? Because Lindsey Gra Graham is now 15. trying to pass a law at right. 15 weeks, and people put all these restrictions on, like, oh, well, if if it's 20 weeks, it's it's you know the, it's gone too far. Absolutely no abortion, and so that's that's why I think she's coming out saying, hey, look, this was yeah. my situation. Right. You so, saw what I went through. She was devastated after she was she. I mean, she's still she'll never be the same. Just devastated, so, and so I think that's her way of yeah. saying, look, this this was tech. Technically, an abortion. Yes. I had to have it. So it's. I think it's really important. We talk. Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, has come forward proposing a bill to in the United States uh, Senate to criminalize abortions after 15 weeks. Um, and this would apply to every state in the country, including states that would otherwise have legalized abortion. And the law basically says he, there are exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother. But the problem is, and this is what we're talking about. Like, if a doctor performs an abortion in Chrissy's case. And prosecutors decide to go after the doctor saying, we don't think it was actually for the life of the mother. The right. doctor's going to have the burden to show, some burden to show that it was for, you need to get in these debates, these medical debates about what was truly necessary and what wasn't. And if a jury thinks that it wasn't truly necessary, a doctor's going to be criminalized. Which, which, is, which is why a lot of doctors Won't are do reluctant yes. right now. Right. But I think this goes way beyond Lindsey Graham, and I think he's almost irrelevant to this because there are so many states now that have said six weeks Yes. Conception they're yes. talking about. Yes. Yeah. And so um, a lot of the doctors in the states where these new laws are, are popping up are saying, and the way the exceptions are written, they're vague. Yes. It's unclear. And we're basically rolling the dice on whether we become criminals by doing. You, you'd almost rather have these states say no abortions ever just to give clarity to the medical professionals and the women and they need to go somewhere else. Yeah, right. that's that's a tough one. It's a tough one. But but this idea that doctors are going to be potentially prosecuted for doing something. So uh, there's rape and incest exceptions. Well, remember, I mean, there are there are laws now where they want to prosecute Uber drivers who drive somebody to a... a right. But, oh, yeah. But there are rape and incest exceptions. What if a, a girl comes in and says that she was the victim of rape, uh, the doctor performs the abortion, it turns out that the woman wasn't the victim of rape. Uh, is it, the, under these laws, the doctors will be prosecuted. This yeah. is insanity. Yeah. We're, we're on the tipping point here. And the other thing is, I, I got to say, Lindsey Graham is such a hypocrite uh. that... You know, look, this has nothing to do with somebody's views, whether they're pro-life or, or, or pro-choice. It it's not about that. It's that before Roe was overturned, Lindsey Graham, a year ago, was so clear. He said, this issue should be left to the states. Right. Which would, which, by the way, Roe, overturning Roe doesn't criminalize abortion. It just leaves it to the states. Right. So his mantra was, it should be left to the states. So now that it's left to the states, he's trying to make a federal law. Yes. It's utterly hypocritical. It's hypocrit it's, the worst. Well, it's not just ridiculous. It's so fundamentally hypocritical. Yeah. However you feel, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can be pro-choice, you can be pro-life, you can be whatever you want, but when you look at this, and he said this a year ago, leave it to, which is it, Lindsey Graham? Is it just what you want and you get there however you want to yeah. get there? Well, Lindsay, which, but he would respond with, this This is murder. And yes. Then I why did he say leave it to the states? Because at the time, that was the option. It was leave it to the states. or But now that we've got, now we are living into the states, we want more because it's murder and these it, children it, are being killed. I'm sorry. I, it's I, hypocritical. I, it's hypocritical and it's disgusting and everything else. But that's Our that's country's hijacked by religious fanatics. It's, 
Okay, um, we are going to move on. Actually, we got some interesting stuff to talk about. You, okay, your guys call because we have good stuff. You, you call. Oh wow! Oh, spin uh, the wheel, Tom Brady. Okay, let's do Tom Brady. All right. All right. Go for it. Not living with his wife, apparently. Not living with his wife. Uh, worse than anybody thought. Right, eleven days. Thought he was doing dancing with no. Thought it was a result. Mass singer. Thought it was yeah. mass singer. <laughs> and then right. And then, right. He's and then, like, I should have done then, the mass and singer. And then yeah, really. some personal things. We had no idea what that was. And then where you understand they're having a few marital issues. Now they are separated. Separated, and you know, are they separated or just living separately? Is it the same thing? It's the same thing. Oh, I think yeah, it's. The I same mean, right? Because I feel like separated. You asking official, for a friend? <laughs> What's happening? Asking for here? a friend. How the steps you take? Um, <laughs> no, because separated sounds like we've officially decided. In my mind. Giselle and Tom have just I, I, we're not just jo- living in separate houses to like take a beat, right? Does anybody Maybe? come back? You can't even say <laughs> that with a straight I face. I know. They haven't filed legal separation. You don't have to file right. legal separation to be separated. Correct, you do not. They're separated right now. And, and you know, what's interesting about this is, again, I want to get back to what she said in Elle magazine because everybody thinks, which to me is silly, and, and it always struck me as silly until I, f- I, I think I finally got it. Everybody was saying this was about, oh, Tom's going to be away for all these weekends and the kid. It's not about being away. She's worried about his health, I think, because of CTE. When she said to Elle, football is a violent sport and then goes on to say, I want Tom to be present for our kids. Present to me isn't in the house versus on the road, present is mentally present. Present is she doesn't want him suffering the effects of CTE the way so many other people have. He's getting older. He's more vulnerable. He said he was going to retire. We were in a headspace where all of a sudden our family was together. Tom was safe. Now he's not. I feel so strongly about this because she wished him well during the game a couple of days ago. That's not somebody who is just fundamentally well, angry. And she yeah. even right. said, he's got to pursue his joy. And I think what she's saying is, you know, this is what the concept of irreconcilable differences in, in a, and I'm not saying they're getting divorced, but that is the core of what irreconcilable differences is. It doesn't mean that it's angry or nasty. It just means we want different things. There is a different things. That's right. And that's and 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 you can respect the other person, but just say it doesn't align with my life. Yeah. And it seems like that's what she's saying. But it's interesting because he's come out and he did an interview with Jim Gray recently, and in that interview, he really put a lot of the onus of, of the difficulty of playing football not on his head trauma. He's never talked about that. It's about how much time he's away from his family. So I think from maybe there is more difference there that she's really worried about the CTE issue. He chalks it up to I need more time with my family. He talks about he has well, he needs more Christ- time with his family. That's how he, he retired, but then he right. unretired. Yeah, but he, he said he hadn't had Christmas in 23 years, Thanksgiving in 23 years, celebrated birthdays during football season. Season. Like he was ready for that, and I think she was definitely ready for him to be back. Oh, around. she wanted him yeah. back, but I get, and now that but he's doing it, she's like, "I'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore." And I get that. She's been at every game for the last how long have they been married? A decade, right? So yeah. she's like, "I'm done." But I, 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 I don't I think I don't think she's saying, "Oh, I just don't want to go to more games." No. I don't want him away. I, look, I have no idea whether you know Tom Brady may show subtle signs 
of something. But when you're playing that long, even though the quarterback's the most protected person in the field, you still take your lumps. She says he's had a number of concussions. She said that in the past. And, And I wonder if maybe she saw something and maybe it was subtle because have you ever had like a relative or a pet or something where you see something is slightly oh, is teeing you a up pet. no <laughs> oh I, yeah i actually mean that oh where something is slightly, slightly wrong and it starts to really worry you uh, well, uh, on, on, yeah, of course, especially if, you know, if, if, he's, on the, yeah, yeah. if yeah. he's on the yeah. field, then, you know, every time he forgets the milk at the store, she's like, oh, my God, is it CTA? <laughs> right. No. And he's I, like, no, I really I just forgot the milk. No, no, no. But like, you're, no, it is. You're Head so drama. but you're so right. Right. There's a lot. You know, it's a it's. And so maybe yeah. she's legit. I mean, look, she is legitimately worried, but maybe she's even seen what she perceives as a sign here and there. Right. So it comes out of love. Oh, maybe she also thinks it's a giant pain in the ass and is tired of his shenanigans. And, and it know, could he, also just be one of those. He lied and said he was going to quit, and he, yeah. and, and he didn't. And, and it could be one of those things where she's like, all right, I'm leaving. And then now there, there's your ultimatum. Anybody I'm in a different come, house, anybody, so pick. Anybody ever come back from this? A relationship's come back from this? Yeah. There's a celebrity relationship that's come yeah. back from separation? The only reason this I guess they're the, the only reason Larry this King. could be an exception because generally no, yeah. but the reason this might be an exception is there's a resolution He's to this. Retire. There's right. a resolution to right. this, and the resolution is at the end of the season. Right. Yeah. And that's in. It seems like that's in her hands more than anything right now. Yeah. Well, well, retirement's in his. I mean, if he plays beyond this year, I don't think there's any hope. No. Oh God, no, no. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Okay, we're moving on. Jason, your choice. Oh, good. Uh, I kind of like uh, Britney Spears. I, most fascinating story of 2022, right? Uh, so apparently she and Jamie are working with TriStar. And there's been all these shenanigans, fi- financial stuff, allegations between TriStar and Jamie Spears about how they were bilking uh, Britney out of millions of dollars. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, and that's why I said allegations right there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, apparently they're resolving it or they're trying like hell to resolve it. You have some insight in this, Harv? What, oh, what yeah. do you think? There is a lot going on. Um, so the um, we are told, I got to be careful how we say this. We have sources with knowledge of 
what has been going on here with direct knowledge. That apparently, um, not too long ago, or shortly, excuse me, shortly after the conservatorship was over, there were overtures made to Britney's lawyer, Matt Rosengart. Okay, you're so angry. You think we've done this and that. Let's talk about settling. And he didn't want to have anything to do with it. He has now had a change of heart over the last month or so, we're told. And that he has gone to them and said, yeah, we are interested in settling it, which is not a surprise because, sure. you know. ultimately about money right. at this point, right? And also, you know, at a point when you go to trial, there's risk on both sides. Absolutely. So. You know, what we're told is that he made a settlement offer of around seven million bucks. Matt Rosengart. That uh, wanted seven million bucks to settle it from a combination of TriStar, which is the company that managed Britney and Jamie Spears. Um, They were told they asked, why seven million? What's the point of seven? And they didn't get an answer. So they said, well, forget it. Well, Matt Rosengart, we're told, has gone back to them. And and that they are now open to settling this for what we don't know and what I'm told for what they don't know. Yeah. But there's this kind they're kind of <laughs> it's almost like, you know, dogs kind of, you know, going in a circle and sniffing each yeah. other. So they don't know. They they, 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 they haven't put it on the table as far yeah. as we know. But there is, there seems to be a mutual interest in ending this. Right and I got to tell you, if we're talking about numbers of seven million, it'll settle. Uh, if we were talking in numbers of $70 million, there's some real issues there. It's hard to settle for those kinds of Are you seven. a little bit surprised that the initial offer was seven? I'm, I'm shocked it's that low. Yeah. G- given, given the claims that Brittany through Matt Rosengard have made about the uh, maltreatment and the theft and the fraud perpetrated by allegedly perpetrated by Jamie and TriStar, I am stunned that it's not $70 million. Well, it says something, doesn't it? Because one of the things that... I think Matt Rosengart has a big problem with is just about everything was approved by a judge. Yeah. So they, you know, they didn't do anything that the judge didn't approve. Yep. Now, the two things for me at least that seem wrong. And by the way, I you know, I know this is an unpopular view. But I think Jamie Spears saved Britney Spears' life at the beginning of this. Right. I think he just simply saved her life. We covered this story. We followed what was going, going on. Like I'm going yeah, back to I the beginning with, of the I conservatorship. Agree with you on that. He saved her life. Yeah. He, st- he, he was a terrible dad when she was growing up, and he stepped in when it was life or death. And then took it too far, but definitely saved her life in the beginning. And, you know, and look, there, there were doctors who said she needed this conservatorship. I think it went on too long as well. Yeah. The two things that I think where Jamie Spears and TriStar are vulnerable with Jamie, he I think he got 1.5% of the gate when she was performing. He had gone back. Initially, that wasn't the case. And she was making a lot of money and he had asked for 1.5% at some point. To me, that's wrong because a conservator should not be getting a cut of what the conservatee right. makes because the conservator's focus should be solely on the welfare of the conservator. Right. Right. And when there's money at stake for the conservator, for the conservative, get, get out there and perform. I exactly. don't care what your health concerns exactly. are. Because have a there's a, interest there's a conflict. Yes. Right. I mean, there's an inherent conflict. Right. I think that was wrong. Even though it got approved by the judge, I still think that was wrong. Yeah. The other thing I think is wrong is that TriStar sports and entertainment, the company that managed her, they were getting 5%, which is 
normal. Yeah. That's what business managers often get. 5% of what Brittany made. When she was going on tour and doing all this stuff, they were making a fortune. Yes. A mm-hmm. fortune. All of a sudden, Brittany stops performing. And she's really not making any money. So TriStar then sends an email to Jamie and says, you know, we're not making any money anymore. And so we want a minimum $500,000 or 5%, whichever is greater. Right. And Jamie said, approved. Yes. I think that's really wrong. I never when you Why get would that. he do that? When Why would you he get say approved? Because think, they were all friendly. They knew mm-hmm. each other. They the allegation is that they were in cahoots with one another and they wanted to scratch each other's back and this is the way they continued to do it. Or he was just sloppy in this. But yeah. but uh, it's just TriStar shouldn't do that. Yeah. Because when you get a percentage, the the point is you're going to get m- probably more than you would bill normally. Yeah. Um when things are good, but that means when things are not good, you got to accept it. That's right. the point. You can't say when I when I win, I win, and when I lose, I win, which is right. essentially what they right. were asking. Right. And I think those two things are the two things that really stand out to me. Really hard, and that's that's why you have a settlement. Maybe that's why it's not. Maybe but the judge, sort of, but the judge approved. The judge approved all this, and, and that's and that's problematic for Matt Rosengart. Right. And executors are. are Given a lot of power, they have to make a lot of decisions. You don't want conservatives. Them second, conservatives, sorry, you don't want them second guessed at every turn. But these two things uh, really go beyond the pale. The other thing that would really concern me, if I'm at Rosengard, is ultimately Britney Spears is going to have to take a witness stand and talk about a lot of this. And I don't know that she would be a. I think he worries, and and I was a trial litigator for a long time, and I know what it was like to put up a witness for a deposition on a on a witness stand who I didn't necessarily trust that I could keep on script. It's terrifying. And Brittany has shown that she can be difficult to keep on script. She doesn't always stay on script herself. And to me, Matt Rosengart is looking at one day in the future at that deposition and is worried. Well, he's also looking post-conservatorship at what's been going on, and he might be a little bit worried. Yeah, there you she's go, just going to get on the stand and twirl. We yeah. all know. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> okay, uh, last one. Your guys call Cardi B or Bad Baby. You choose. Jason, I, your call. I think Bad Baby is fascinating yeah. stuff. So she's an, she is another Albert Einstein, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. So Bad, Bad Baby's been invited by the Oxford Union, a famous debate society that's affiliated with Oxford University. But just to be clear at the beginning, you do not have to be a student at Oxford. You do not have to be accepted into Oxford in order to be part of this, the Oxford Union. It is a debate society, an old school, hundreds of year old debate society affiliated with Oxford. It's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. Uh, and a big deal that attracted a lot of luminaries. Luminaries. Uh, we've had multiple presidents. Reagan, Nixon, Carter, and Clinton, Queen Elizabeth II, the Dalai Lama, Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein Malcolm X, Elton John, Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> the list goes on. Well, joining the, the illustrious ranks, uh, people invited to speak at the Student Union are is Bad Baby. Danielle Brigoli. I catch her outside. I love this because Danielle Brigoli was a juvenile delinquent when she was 13 years old. Yep. That's why she was on Dr. Phil. This was the classic moment when she said, catch me outside, the classic moment of 15 minutes of fame, Mm -hmm. that she was probably going to end up in prison somewhere because she was an absolute incorrigible teen and that, you know, we would be done with her. And instead, she has turned her life around. She has um, succeeded in music, 
in business. And whether you like OnlyFans or not, fact is, she's made a fortune on it. She is now- She says $50 million. Yes. Now, I don't know what- Crazy. It may be that much. Maybe it's not, but she's. it's yeah. enough to buy a really expensive house. Also, to donate, I think it was like $1.7 million yep. to uh, scholarship funds for low-income kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at her. Look at her. She's doing great. Look at her. So, so, but the question would be, has she, or maybe it's not, maybe it's irrelevant. Has she attained this through luck or through skill? I don't think somebody who can do something like that is just simply lucky. And as a matter of fact, I think it's almost the opposite, that I think people wrote her off as somebody who would end up behind bars because she was so crazy. And, you know, and and I think she had it, it was tougher for her than the, than the uh, average bear that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I've got to now go from, crip, you know, potential criminal to success. And she did it. So, well, is there luck there? There's luck in everything. Yep. But there's got to be some skill and thought. Uh, I'm right with you. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty impressive what she's done. She took her, 50, to your point, she took her 15 minutes and lots of people get the 15 minutes and then it fades. Most people do. Most All people. these reality stars, they come along, especially on these kind of backyard fight kind of people like Bad Baby was. Uh, and she has made it into an empire. That and, she and, has. And, and, and one of the reasons I think Oxford is really interested in her is that, you know, you talk to kids today, what do you want to be when you grow up? An influencer. You know, it's like a lot of people are saying, yeah, I just want to be at my computer. I just threw up in my mouth just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but there's that. a lot of money to be yeah, made. Yeah, because you got there's... kids and you know I'm right. You, you are yeah. right. They, the people they admire most, I think, besides me, of course, are influencers <laughs> on TikTok who, who have made it and are, you know, don't really have to work for a living, do a few videos and make millions of it's dollars. It's their version of wanting to be in the NBA. That's right. right. And very few do it. Right. She did it. And I think people want to hear from her on how she did it. And I know it's Oxford, but Oxford students are on TikTok. Oxford students are, you know, sure. influencers. They are influencers. There's going to be a lot of people that are looking down their noses at her, for sure, right? I, I even think I, the I majority. Don't I don't you know. Don't that, think so? I, I really don't think so. Huh. I, I mean, you know, when you look at a 20 year old student, I, you know, it, 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 this is the thing about it, you know, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing back to TMZ, but, you know, people would always say to me, like, what, what's, what's your, what's the voice of TMZ? And it's like, we don't have a voice. We have a personality right. that sometimes we can be really serious and sometimes we can be snarky and sometimes we can be funny and sometimes, you know, we can be sad. You know, we don't have one voice and a student who may be as brilliant as a student as Oxford, they can have a silly side. They can have a you know, social side. And I think just because they're, you know, studious and academics doesn't mean they're not interested right. in something like this. Right. Right. I, I tend to agree with you. And there, there's nothing there's there's nothing more or less significant about what Bad Baby has done than any other actor or actress or somebody who's playing a role in Hollywood. These are all efforts to get yourself famous and make money as a result of it. And she'd done it better than almost anybody. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of new OnlyFans account opening up at Oxford. There might be. Hot Ladies of Oxford. Hot Ladies of Oxford. <laughs> Oxford on OnlyFans That's after funny. her speech. Um, okay, we are going to end today. I, I just have to say... I feel really uncomfortable about this today. Oh, I thought you were going to thank us. No, oh, I, I'm not actually. I thought I'm, I was going to get a compliment. I'm especially yeah. not going to thank you, Jason. Uh, yeah. We, why are we agreeing on stuff all of a sudden? Oh. We never oh. agree on everything. Oh, that can't this be is terrible. Uh, we, we, will we will change that up after the weekend, folks. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. 
We'll have a good weekend. Have a good one. 